Peace to the goddesses, peace to the guys. This is another episode with Convos with Living Legends. I'm yours truly, God with many visions. And it's a great day to be on another episode. First and foremost, we'd like to give a big shout out to the first 20 episodes, the first 20 guests of, of the past 20 episodes. Um, it's primarily Ebony Dowdy, who was on episode 20. And we spoke on all things in regards to the melanin, the melanin man helping the melanin woman help improve the community. But today we have a very special guest. Um, this this woman is is very resourceful and very intelligent in the numerous things that she embarks on. And today's topic, what we basically be speaking on, we were just basically speaking on how to balance our sex life within the, um, the melanin community and how important it is that there's an understanding in sexual health in the melanin community. So today we have our special guest, Von Renee Queen. Thank you so much for coming on and checking. Please Thank tell us a little me. bit about yourself. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hey, everybody. Um, well, uh, I would say two, I'm two people. That's Von Renee is the alter ego for my, uh, I'm also a sex educator and have toys and things like that. But I am Riri from The New Normal. I have a podcast as well. It's called The New Normal Conversation with Friends. Um, I've done that for a while now, and also I have a few businesses. Um, I have the New Normal apparel line. I have Born Hustlers, and then I also do real estate. I didn't mention that last time. Um, I do a lot of the different things, and then hair and makeup. A long time over this process, I'm a little older. However, I, I indulge with sexual conversation, sexual education. I help single women and couples, and single some single men about, you know, getting a better understanding about their sexual life, you know, and how they can improve it. So, yeah, that's what I'm about. <laughs> how rewarding has it been for you to be in this industry? It's, you say how important or how rewarding? Which one? How rewarding. Oh, it? it's, it's been actually, it's been very rewarding. It's very, you, sex is so much more than just it's it's a lot. It's been very. I learned my. I learned about my body. I learned about other people's body. What makes me happy? It's very. It's good for health. It's like a lot of different things about communicating. It helps with stress. Like I learned so much. So I love this industry. People. Um. I know a lot of people are really. Uh, a lot of people are skeptical about certain things. They don't want to be viewed a certain way. And it's not like that. It's really not. It's. I mean, sex. Yeah, sex is great. Well, you know, a lot of people have different views. Cultures play a part. Religion plays a part. Mm -hmm. A lot of people's views in regards to the the taboo term known as sex. <laughs> right. You don't realize how important it is because most people, when they think about sex, they only think about the physical, but they don't look at the spiritual or the emotional or the, the emotional or sometimes the psychological aspects of sex. So as a sexual educator, can you break that part down a little bit for us? Um, that's what I'm okay. I'm going to start with this. It's, it's very important to communicate. Um, and you got to understand when you're dealing with sex and you, you brought up some different factors, religion and things like that or whatever. Um, if you're married or, or okay, say you're not married. Or whatever, and you're you're getting to know yourself uh, and what you like. You know, as you get older, your your desire changes in people because a lot of people are not educated when they're younger. Even though you have sex ed in high school and things like that, um, what you're attracted to, you know, about so a lot of times when you are meeting someone and you have sex, you're exchanging energy. So when you exchange energy, you don't know what a place that person is in their life. You know, like if it's going through something negative or positive, whatever they're going through, you're you're getting it. <laughs> you're getting all of that because they're releasing it in you or towards you or to you because you're connecting on a different level. And um, not to get into religion because religion, every I mean, it looks everybody's religion is different. So uh, I just think that it has to be an individual choice and an individual act and know that when you're dealing with another person, you're taking on that person full force, like everything about them. So you got to be, uh, you know, I always tell people that's younger to, to wait. Don't, don't, don't jump into that because it could be very emotional because it'll start bringing up emotions that you didn't know you had and you don't know how to control 
and you might respond in a, in a negative way. You know what I mean? So it's better to just try to learn yourself so you can learn, know what makes you, you know, what makes what's pleasurable to you or whatever and not put it on nobody else. Because affection can be really, really great. It's a great, it's a great form of intimacy. And there is non-sexual forms of physical intimacy too. You know what I mean? You got like massaging, kissing, cuddling, holding hands and things like that. So you don't necessarily have to penetrate <laughs> to uh, involve yourself in a sexual activity. But it's very important to connect with one another and just me, like I said, get a full understanding of what we're doing here. Is it just for we trying to both get off? You know what I mean? We're trying to both, you know, come or whatever. And then it's over with and whatever, because now you've opened up a lot of different things at this point. And people don't understand when they have multiple partners, they're really taking on a lot of different factors. Say you're having unprotected sex with someone. You're that that man, uh, even if he's pulling out or whatever, he is injecting his DNA in you. Y'all are coming apart, coming to coming to come coming together as one and don't even realize that. That's not even marriage, it's none of that. Y'all are becoming one because he has put his DNA in you. But yeah, that's I totally bit. agree. So, with all that being said, and earlier you said communication plays a key component, yes, there's a lot of people who get together and they both suffering from traumas right mm -hmm. but neither one of them know how to communicate about it one of them know about their traumas so in regards to sex sex could be trauma um it could be trauma bonding as well so how do we avoid those trauma bondings during those physical activities whether the sex is physical or emotional or spiritual how do we avoid that trauma bonding? You know, that's really hard because with the trauma bonding, unless you're working on yourself individually, you're not going to avoid it. And that's why a lot of people have a little, a lot of bad relationships and they're only connected to sex. But when it comes down to it, they might, even if they say this, go, go they go this far. Okay. I'm going to tell you this. I'm using an example. Okay. Say a lot of women that I know have met men and they have great sex. But that man is lacking everything else that they need in a relationship. But they continue to have a real relationship with them. So now, then now they have now a child. Now this person has a child. And then when they realize, like, this is not the person I wanted to be my child's father or my child's mother. You know what I mean? They're they messed up. You know why? Because they didn't take the time to look at their self and see what they what they really wanted. Because they have a lot of issues. So it's 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 like a lot of dysfunction from that because neither one of them took the chance or took the time to work on themselves before they got into a relationship. People don't know how to heal first before they even get into a relationship. A lot of times people jump into relationship, jump into relationship, jump into they're not even they're, they're creating children and things like that. So they don't really find themselves until it's too late. I ain't gonna say it's too late, but until a lot of stuff has happened. So in order for you to communicate really, you need to know who you are and you need to heal yourself. And a lot of people now are finding that out, like they're, they're understanding about trauma. A lot of people didn't, you know, we didn't communicate, especially in the uh, melanin community about, you know, a lot of stuff. We kind of like threw up under the rug. We didn't talk about stuff that happened to us. And that's mainly because of how we were raised. A lot of times, you know, mothers and stuff, if something happened, they ain't talk about it. So when you become an adult in your real life, you ain't talking about it. And now you continue the, the problem. It's ongoing because you never dealt with it. And then you get a person that loves you and wants to love you completely, but you're rejecting this person because you never had that before. You're used to people who mistreated you and all y'all bonded was on sex. And you know what I'm saying? So you have to get a place in your, yourself and take a, a good look at yourself and, and figure out what's going on with you and deal with it before you even enter a situation like that. Because sex can be very, it can be traumatic, period. Because, you know, you can bond, you can like, you're, you're infatuated with the wanting to be in love that you fall in love with the sex and not the person. So. Really and truly, when you think about it, because we could both say we're parents, right? But it's kind of hard for that, for someone to know themselves, especially because a lot of people, we had our first sexual experience at a tender age of teenage years. And knowing that we had those sexual experiences with teenagers and we suffering from trauma, we didn't know we were suffering from trauma. So basically, whoever that first person was that we dealt with, we exchanged and then so on and so forth, the, the many others. But nowadays, as, as a people, we're starting to understand what trauma is. We're starting to realize what trauma is. So 
don't you think is is key for us as parents? Because I feel generational curse breakers. Do you feel it's key to start having these conversations with our children, primarily about trauma bonding and how they can avoid certain things in regards to getting into a sexual relationship with a Absol- partner? Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna say this. Um, my mother was a nurse, and she came and she talked to us. She was very candid with us about everything sexually. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 18 because I was scared. And the only reason why I lost it at 18 because everybody else, I wanted to see what it was. And I didn't have sex again until I was 21. So it's like, you know, it depends on how you were raised. And, and it's very important to have a candid relationship with your children about sex. Me and my son, I talked to my son wholeheartedly about sex and what it can do and, and how it can, it, you know, what it could confuse you on things because it feels so good. You feel like you want to be with that person all the time, especially when you're young. You don't know. Like I, I I'm in love with this person. You don't even know what love are you do you love yourself? <laughs> so I try to let him know like you need to figure out as you, when you're young, not to be sleeping with a whole bunch of people, but you don't need this to me. I, I feel like when you're young, a lot of people get with one person and they stay with them for a long time, but they're still growing up. So it's like you know they have put themselves in a situation that they've committed to a person. So I was so, I, I feel like it's very important to talk to your children about sex and what it can do. And if you are emotionally mature enough to deal with it and you know, you're not, <laughs> you're not like you just said, we're older now. So we know better and things like that because we didn't have to deal with it. You know, I knew, I knew young and I still made mistakes. Cause like I said, my mother was very candid. We talked about everything or whatever. Um, and I, I'm, I'm trying to be like, I was trying to be doing all the right things and I was doing a lot of the wrong things as well. You know what I'm saying? Because I was immature and I was young and I was learning and things like that. So to go back to your question, it's very important to talk to children. But as we get older, I know you said a lot of people didn't know what they're doing. They still didn't know. You have to have accountability. You know that now. You you have to have accountability for your actions and the things that you're doing and who you're doing them with and things like that. And it's good to know someone. A lot of people are jumping into these little relationships and don't know who they're dealing with. And it could be very, it could be deadly. It could be great and it could be bad. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be very careful, especially in 2021. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff going on out here in the world. That's what I'm telling you about. So a lot of people, when they get with somebody, they want to connect with them. And it feels good. It feels good. But you got to know if that person is on the same page. Communicate. You got to communicate. That's just, I always go back to that. No, I, to- I totally agree with what you said. But, you know, like we, like we said earlier, like we both agree go through experiences to understand key things in life you know because we we've never had our parents sit us down and tell us about trauma you see what i'm saying that was never being related to us we had to get older and go through our own life experience and learn on our own Mm -hmm. to understand what trauma is and to the point that our parents don't even understand they went through trauma so it was from it was passing on trauma to trauma to trauma because more times than not they would say there's a phrase they would say Parents pass on their traumas to their children. Mm-hmm. And that is terrible, especially mm-hmm. primarily in our community. And this trauma has been going on for eons, for centuries, from the time they started to enslave out one of the oldest of our ancestors. Mm-hmm. So knowing all that, um, knowing all that and knowing um, those key things, how do we, you know, help the community to start changing their perspective, or not the perspective per se, but change the way they look at sex. Because once for far too long, we look at sex in the physical aspect, but we forget to realize the spiritual, the emotional, the psychological. You know, there's so many aspects to it, mm-hmm. but the physical. And more times than not, the physical is the more detrimental phase of it than anything when we when you really want to be truthful about it that's how you feel how do we help our community to change that aspect you feel like that the actual physical part is deadly when it comes to sex well think about it it's deadly in the sense where we we exchange you know you can exchange the std to the next person it's deadly to the fact physical touch you're exchanging energies like you said earlier Mm-hmm. It's deadly to the fact where, you know, someone, you know, a man and a woman, they get into they get into the act, and one of them gets supremely jealous of that person, and it becomes mm-hmm. physical. Mm-hmm. How did it get to that point? Sex was the sex was the gateway to that. 
Well, no, uh, I'm gonna say this. Uh, I feel like you know, sex is three different parts. It's emotional, it's mental, and it's physical. Okay. So, sex. So you don't so feel- listen, listen, please. So, sexually, people can look at things differently. The male and the female. Sometimes a male can have sex with you and they'll feel anything. So it's nothing. It's just something they're getting off the, you know, getting get they're releasing. With women, women are more emotional. And, and and mental and things like that. Like you're right when you say like STDs, of course, STDs, of course you can kill, you know, you could die from STDs, you can have a baby. Those things are very just, it's, yeah, that's extreme and that's messed up. But mental health is important. So mentally people, when they don't communicate and be honest with one another, mental and emotional is more deadlier than physical because that person is living with it for the rest of their life. I know some people who have had one partner and won't go with no one else because they are still remembering the experiences they had with that one person, like emotionally connected to that one person, period. So the way that I feel like that the community, they have to educate it. They have to have classes. We have to talk about it. We have to talk about it and have to have the male and the female perspective on, on, on both parts because you can't do it by yourself. And I, what I'm finding, like I have conversations with males and females all the time. And a lot of males feel like a lot of women are selfish when it comes to their needs. And I agree when I listen to them and hear them. You know what I mean? So because a lot of women don't know what to do because their mothers didn't talk to them. Like you just said, we, they, the parents didn't really talk to you about, well, baby, you know, this is what you go. This is what I went through or whatever. Like I said, fortunately for me, my mother was very honest. My mother went through a lot of stuff and she talked to me about it. You know what I mean? Or whatever. And my father did too. My father went through a lot. My, my father was in the sexual industry too. I'm going to say that. I think that's what it, but my friends told me. You're just like your daddy. Um, you're right. We take on our parents' stuff. You know what I mean? We take on our, whatever our parents, we don't even realize it until you get like, dang, I'm like living vicariously through my parents' eyes. Like I'm doing, I live their life, the lifestyle that they had. You're taking it on because they didn't realize they were showing you that as a child. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you better be very careful what you're doing in front of your children because they pick it up. You know what I mean? They might not do it. You might not see it instant, you know, instantly, but they do whatever they see. You know what I mean? They, they, I would say kids barely listen to you, but they watch you. And they will emulate you. They will emulate you and whatever. So be careful what, they sh- what you show them or what you're doing in front of them on things like that. So it's like, like I said, you got to go into the community, have these talks, have these little forums. You know, some people get out how they feel because I think you got to people need they want that now. I didn't realize how many times so many men are balled up and they're not talking about how they really feel about anything. You know what I'm saying? And like I said before, yeah, sex is physical and physical. It can be deadly. Like you say, like, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself, that's why. And it's very important to figure out what your partner eats and all kinds of stuff. Do they exercise? Like people don't even know they get with people and not knowing what, what they're doing with that. Because like me personally. I'm very conscious on who I sleep with because I have changed my lifestyle as far as what I put in my body and things like that, because that person has too. you know what I mean? So I need to know what I'm entering, what they're entering. It has to be a healthy place. <laughs> Let me say that a healthy place or whatever, because toxins can be from alcohol, from drugs, from food, from everything that can, that, it can kind of deteriorate your mindset on how you think you're not thinking clearly. Like, you know what I mean? So you gotta be very careful with that. I, I I agree with what you said, and that makes that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect perfect sense. And knowing knowing what we know now, because on this show I don't like talking about the problems because we already know what the issues are. I love talking about the solutions because I'm a solution based guy. So knowing that we're coming with solutions in regards to sexual health and sexual education, how how important do you feel that is? that no or better yet at what age do you feel that we should start having these conversations with our children well i started talking to my my son okay first of all <laughs> let me tell you something when my son was like 11 or 12 you know we go to we get a physical and stuff or whatever and she was telling him about sex and i was in there she was like it's very healthy for the son for the male to masturbate and stuff like that right i'm like she's talking about i didn't understand it at the time like she's telling my son this let me tell you so my son came home Later on, that he's like, Mom, did you hear what the doctor said? She said it was okay. I was like, well, do you want to understand your body? I said, it is okay to know your body. But um, since the doctor had already put it out there, I let him know. I put it out there, too. It's, be- it's better to be with yourself because you're young. You need to know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. So 
I know because you know I feel like males kind of go into the sexuality a little quicker. You know what I mean? Because they're more like I, mean, I, I see babies even holding like they don't know, but it, you know it's a part of them. <laughs> so they're touching it and they want to see like you know what it do. So when you get older and you start feeling sensations. Okay, so I talked to my son young because I know how it was in in my household. My brother had been having sex when he was since he was eleven years old. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, let me talk to my son. And a lot of women, my son look older than what he is. So a lot of older girls were talking to him. So, you know, they were saying that a lot of these, a lot, a lot of these girls these days are very uh uh candid about what they want at like 13, 14, 15. He had girls telling him they want him to have the, you know, they wanted him to be their baby daddy. My son is not even 18. And these girls were older. They might have been 17 or 18. So it was very important. I started young so he could know what's up. So I feel like as soon as you feel like, let me, I don't know, period, puberty, you know what I mean? Um, when you feel like they're going, you start seeing changes, voice start changing. If, as far as you have a voice, <laughs> it started getting bigger. You start seeing, you know, you noticing your children when you need to have a talk with them. And then my son's father has a lot of children. You know what I mean? So I always talk to his father, like, you need to tell your son, you know how you, you know, he was like, I talked to him. I told him. I'll be, be telling them, you know what I mean? Because it's not only that you need to talk to them to let them know that it's responsibility that comes with sex as a young person. You know what whole, I mean? A whole lot. A lot. You know, saying, um, I'm going to say this again. I've taken my son to the doctor because he wanted to have a check. I'm like, are you having sex? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I want to make sure I'm good. I'm like, listen. He's like, I use condoms and everything. He's 16, but still, like, I'm glad he's using condoms. And I'm glad he cared about himself, that he wants to go. He asked me, mom, can you please make an appointment for me to go to the doctor? And I was like, okay. You think you got an STD? He was like, no, I just want to make sure I've had sex, though. I said, you having sex? And he's like, yes. I was like, okay. So we went to the doctor. <laughs> he was good. I was so happy. Um, you know, they gave him condoms. We talked about it, whatever. I said, you need to be careful or whatever because it's, you know, you have a baby. You you know, you can't afford no baby. You're not mature enough. You don't really understand this or whatever. Luckily, I feel like he's understanding because he was in a relationship, like a little serious relationship to me. When I say serious, like six months is a long time for me at 16. And they were seeing each other frequently, you know, and she was a little older. However, you know, he ended that. He knew when to, because I had to talk with him. I was like, let me tell you something. You're young. You should be living your life and having fun. You should be dating, not having sex with, you know, a whole bunch of people, but dating and not having this one person exclusively because you need to figure out what you want in life. You know, saying so we talked about it and he was right. And he's like, you right, mom. You know, I want to, you know, he wanted to see other girls. So now, you know, he's dating more, multiple people. But, you know, he understand about sex too. And no, he ain't got the money to take care of no baby. He got a lot of stuff he want to do. You know, you got to focus on school, your football, your work, your businesses and whatever. So to answer your question back, I think it's very important. As soon as you feel like you see the changes in your children, you know your children. How about that? So, you know, like, I need to have a talk with my child. Look, look at mommy raising a young pimp. <laughs> no, 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 not a, a young player. Play you know, no don't say that. Not a pimp, but I feel like every even had a little. No, girl. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, because I want him to see. Because I know some people get called up. Let me tell you something. When I was in high school, I had a boyfriend the whole four years. Like you know, I didn't date anybody. Like I had a boyfriend the whole time. Wasn't having sex. Of course, he cheated on me a few times. But you know, we were in high school. But I didn't want to. You know, instead of me like dating multiple guys, I wanted. I was all I saw was me being faithful to one person you know what i mean but i'm young and stuff so when i got older i was like that i'm not doing that no more because i was cheated on <laughs> throughout the experience but i was a little girl if you think about 13 to 18 you're a little girl i didn't know anything about anything you know what i mean i'm like this is my boyfriend i'm faithful to him no <laughs> <laughs> he was, yeah you're a child you know what I mean? So you got you to tell your kids, like, you are young, you're children, experience life, I have fun. You're not supposed to be sitting there living like you're a grown person. You're fast-forwarding your life for what? You're wasting your years trying to be grown. <laughs> you, you got plenty of time for that. <laughs> yeah. well, well, also, you um, since you, you, you mentioned it for the young men, what would, how would, you, how would you parlay that for the young women? Let me tell you something. The girls hate me. I have two girls. I have, uh, well, now 18 and 23, because I was harder on them, but they were more focused on school anyway, and they wasn't really focused on boys like that, except Drea. Drea is the one that's 18. She was. She had a little boyfriend, 
and things like that. But she still was in school. She still was on the road. She said, I made make sure that they had education. Do not distract yourself. They are not ready for children. So you don't want to have sex. I took both of them to the doctor and they was not having sex. You know, they had to have the, uh, uh, they didn't, they, neither one of them was having sex. So I was very happy with them, but I just stressed to them about how important it is for them to love themselves before they give their body up to anybody. You know what I mean? And, and, and know that when you're in high school and when you're in college and things like that, you're, you know, I know you, you starting to like little boys and things like that. However, that's all it is. You don't want to engage in that. You're not emotionally strong enough to deal with it so just letting them know that i just try to make sure i focus them on education and focus on their self loving their self being careful with itself i took them to the doctor too though don't get it twisted but they wasn't forthcoming like my son was yeah mama you know what i mean they wasn't until like my niece got older and she was asking me questions about she liked other because she was in college though you know, she was in Fort Valley State University, got her business degree. Anyway, bachelor's degree, too. But she was, like, liking a guy. She was like, what do you think? You know, he's about to go to the military. So, they, you know, they were able to talk to me. And they cared about what I thought about stuff because they seen my lifestyle, though. They never seen me with a lot of men. You know what I mean? I was married for 10 years. Prior to him, I was in a relationship for, like, four years. I've had my, you know, experiences. Don't get it to, like, I know I'm not perfect. I'm you know, far from it. However, but I was very careful what I showed them. And what they saw me do, I didn't want to. They didn't see me with a plethora of people. Like, you think she with another one? No, I didn't never. <laughs> and another one. And another one. Like, dang, auntie. Uh. Uh-uh. And another one. Now yeah, and, and definitely not my son. Like, I didn't want my son to think because you know, once I got a divorce, I wanted to you know get out there and date and stuff. I was like, dang, I can't really date like that because I have a son. And I want my son like my mama. She dating all these dudes now. Uh, okay. I didn't want to do that to him. You don't want to, I, I, you know, I, I'm very careful about the perception I have with, the, with them. I don't want them to look at me. I want them to respect me and continue to respect me. So I show myself self-respect and I respect them. And I'm mindful of the things I do in front of them. And, you know, it's worked so far. Well, you see, to me, that, that, that's supremely dope of you for, the, for you to do such a thing because... Like you said earlier, our children watch every move we make, even though they don't listen. Yeah. But they watch every effing move we make. And, and, and it's crazy, you know. And what I like about, because um, um, a person like yourself, being a sexual educator, you would have been taboo once upon a time. Mm-hmm. But now, to, in today's society, your profession is much more accepted mm-hmm. than anything. And um, knowing that you're, like this, um, despite just speaking on sex, how do you show people how to learn their bodies? What are the things you do? What are the um, practices you do well, to show men and women about their bodies or teach them about their bodies? I always ask them this. Um, when they're in the shower, you know, you take a shower and stuff like that or whatever, and you get off, you're wiping yourself or whatever. I always tell them to me, are you comfortable with your clothes off? <laughs> yeah, <I can't>, you <laughs> know, because a lot of people not. Even when they have sex, they have a t-shirt on or they're, they're not comfortable with themselves. So I always tell them to start loving themselves. And what do they love about themselves? You know, saying as far as like whatever it is, it could be as far as their bodies, like it could be their chest, their breasts. It could be, you know, the stomach, it could be their hips, their, their body. I just tell them to like fall in love with something about yourself before anybody else. You'll be more comfortable with somebody else loving it. So, you know, we have, we sit down, we talk and they're like, well, I don't like this. I don't like that. I'm like, well, how you feel that person's going to like it if you don't like it? Because you teach people how to treat you. True. So if you love yourself totally, they're going to love you totally too. So you need to fall in love with yourself. We need to start touching on yourself and see if you like that. You can say it's okay to touch your, your chest, your nipples, your, your breasts, or whatever. It's okay to touch your vaginal area. You know what I mean? You need to know what makes you feel good and what doesn't make you feel good. You know what I mean? So I was telling them to get acquainted with touching themselves so they can know what makes them feel good and pleasurable and how they can help their partner help them feel pleasurable. So, yeah. I hear that. I hear that. So this is what I ask you. What what do you recommend people to do? How often you recommend people to to partake in the act of, you know, playing you know, pleasuring themselves. I feel like you should masturbate every day. 
<laughs> I do because you it's, 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 it's yeah it's a form of release. Yes, you're releasing things. You live longer. You have stress. Masturbation helps with stress. It helps with headaches. It helps with everything. It makes you feel good. It don't take long to masturbate. You know, most people take them five minutes to get off. If you got something like if you use toys or whatever, you know what I mean? But I feel like, yeah, you should. Because I mean, me personally, I think about sex all the time. However, I have a lot of self-control. Like I'm not, I haven't had sex but one time this year. So it's not like, okay, I think about all the time, but I'm not, I'm not out there recklessly because I care about me and I care about who entered me. You know what I mean? But I'm comfortable with myself. I'm comfortable talking about it. I'm comfortable about watching it. I'm comfortable about listening to it. It's, 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 you have to be comfortable with yourself. Like a lot of people are just, to me, afraid of those things because you, like you said, it was taboo. Like me talking about sex now, you said that was kind of taboo. No one did that. Well, I've been going to the strip clubs and everything since I was 15 years old. Okay. So I've met a lot of people in the sex industry, sex workers, prostitutes, escorts, whatever you want to call them, um, pimps. I've met a lot of people and they are the most honest people. <laughs> you know what I mean? They've seen some of the experience. Somebody, I mean, they're just like the most honest people about just like, if you listen to them, like even the guys who go to the strip clubs and they, they know they fall in love with the stripper. Why? Like, you know why? Because stripper is listening to them. You know, even though they get paid, but the stripper is listening to these men. And, and then the men are looking at them because they're beautiful women and then they're, they're naked. But they're, they're building a bond, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, or whatever, because they feel comfortable to let it go. So like I said before, it's a disconnect with communication. We got to communicate with people. And people don't want to be judged because a lot of people are judgmental. Like no one, no one's better than anybody. So, nice. but, but a lot of people put on these facades, like I'm better than you because, oh, you, you out there like that. And, you know, secretly, they, they, Miss Tanya be out there like that too. You know what I'm saying? Mr. Walter be out there like that too. But they, you know, they have this facade, which is okay because you don't want everybody in your business. However, you should not judge anyone. You should not judge anyone. Like I said before, so yeah, the conversation you need to, yeah, I feel like masturbate. You can masturbate every day. Touch yourself. It's you. You. It's your body. No one's seeing that. You know what I'm saying? You're in the privacy of your own, your home. You're not hurting anybody. It's Say legal. Say that again, mama. Well, <laughs> you're in the privacy of your own home. You have sexual desire. You know what I'm saying? You have to, it's an emotional and mental energy that's related to, to sex. You know what I'm saying? So biologically, it helps like your testosterone, your estrogen levels. You know what I'm saying? It helps with stress levels. Like I said, social factors, intimate relationships. It just makes it, to me, it's better. It's better in life. Like when you're comfortable, like with me, I see things, I see beautiful things all the time, right? I acknowledge that. It's life. God created that. And I, I just take that in. I breathe it in. I'm like, wow. Even with my body. Like, you know how you look at your body? You know, even as a man, like, hey, okay, look at me. I look kind of good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, you're in the mirror and stuff, and you start putting your oil on you. I mean, same thing with women. Like, you know, you're like, you're kind of cute. Okay. You know what I mean? And, and make you smile. You want to smile. You want to laugh. You want to feel good. So, yeah, why not masturbate? It make you feel good. And get that release out. I don't know. It's just like having sex with somebody before, when in the morning time before work. You might have a great day at work. You, you know, you had sex, you released that, you felt good, and work was great. Because you got that out of you. You got released. So, yeah. <laughs> so, folks, you hear this. It's okay to masturbate. Yes, do yes. Not, do not hold that against yourself. You, no. You're, you're actually doing yourself a service. Yes. Not a disservice. Not a disservice. Not at all. Not at and all. fall in love with yourself. It's okay to love yourself. You hear me? If you don't love yourself, ain't nobody else gonna love you. Big facts. Yeah, show them. Show big, what big, you like. Man, talk your talk. You know what I mean? Like this. I'm telling you. To me, this is dope because you're actually um, letting people know that it's not. They're not doing nothing wrong. No, not at all. This is, the thing is this. Like I said before, in our community, we have a stigma of everything. Like me personally, like, okay, like I just told you before, okay, I've been in this industry for over 20 years. However, I've dealt with so many people in this industry and just having relationships with them and seeing like them all the most real, you know, like I have had some of the most genuine relationships with, like I said, sex workers, strippers or whatever. It's just that they're comfortable who they are because they already know they're being judged, right? So they don't care. They're going to be who they are. Exactly. And I saw, so I saw it's refreshing to me. It's refreshing to me. Like someone who I don't care what you say. They're not being disrespectful. They want being, you know, 
nasty, grimy, whatever, beautiful. You wouldn't even know what they do. You know what I mean? And then, okay, I have an aunt. God bless the dead. Um, she was a uh, she's she was old too. Martha Ann, that's her name. She was married to my uncle, and she was she was uh, a madam, right? She died when she was like eighty seven. But she would tell me so many stories, and that was so fascinating. Because you saw her, she was like a grandmama. You wouldn't know she was the madam. She's a grandmama. She was looking wholesome. But when she told you those stories, it made you feel like, oh, wow, really? Yeah, he, you know what I'm saying? So it, to me, you have to be honest. And you have to let the, your people know. Pass down these things so people won't feel. Um, that's why people get into these sexual situations and they don't know what to do. You're not talking to your children about sex, about anything. You know what I mean? You got to be honest about everything that comes with sex. Like you said before, let's go back to the real nitty gritty of it, that psychologically it can mess you up. Yeah, yeah, physically it could, you know what I'm saying? So you got to know who your partner is and how like you have to have a real conversation when it comes to sex. You know what I mean? What are you into? What do you like? What don't you, you know? And be honest, like, yeah, it's really hard to find honesty out here. You know what I mean? Because people don't like being judged. So you got to be a safe place. If you're involving yourself with anybody, you got to be a safe place and you have to take off those glasses of judgment because you're not perfect and you're, you shouldn't do that. Okay. So I ask you this, what is, what is a piece of advice you would give out to men? It's primarily our melanin men in regards to embarking on the act of sex with their partner. Um, I think you should be observant of your partner, learn her love languages what she like and what she don't like. You know what I mean? Um, be more considerate. You know, a lot of times I hear women like, girl, all he want to do is just want to have sex and stuff. And y'all don't even know how, how to have sex. When I say that, y'all only do like two positions and then it's over with. So I think you need to be more open-minded to certain things, communicate, learn your partner's love languages and learn yourself too and what you like. And don't be afraid to tell her what you like. You know what I mean? And don't expect her to know what you like without you opening your mouth to tell her what you like. Because we're not, you know, a lot of people not, I am, a lot of people not psychic. <laughs> they don't know, like, he liked that. Okay. You know what I mean? They're not going to be as, they, they're scared. They're nervous too. The, the, the woman you're dealing with, because she's like, I don't know if he's going to like this. You know, a lot of people are not confident when it comes to sex. They just do what they're used to doing. And, you know, that's not, a lot of times, you know, if you want to, average is not much. You know what I'm saying? Foreplay is important. Men, 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 men. Foreplay is important, men. Hear me. <laughs> you got to lead up to it, the intensity of it all, so it can last longer. Okay, so. Mm -hmm. so what's the advice you would give our melanin queens out there in regards to dinner with, with a partner embarking on that? To be honest with him, too, about what you like and what your needs are. And you need to be more... Uh, open to things you know what I mean like I know a lot of women well they're becoming more open now but a lot of women you know don't want to do they'll say they don't do oral or they say they don't do certain stuff and if you're this is your partner and you, you choose to be with that person and you know this person maybe like oral why not try you know, you know, you might not, no, no, my, my, why not put yourself in a situation and you might like it too. And, you know, you guys can both enjoy oral. So I say be more open-minded, know yourself and communicate with your partner about things or whatever. And it's okay. Y'all need to try other things with one another too, like massage, Kama Sutra. That's just the body, just touching on the body. Mentally, just being there with one another. Just sitting there, looking at each other, holding each other. You know, eye to eye, like try new things, learn yourself and be very honest. And be open-minded to a lot of things that you wouldn't do. If this is the person you choose that you're going to be with. Don't deprive them of things that can make your relationship better. Man, you sound like you've been there, done that. Like, you know what you're talking about. I do know what I'm talking yeah, about. Trust better, me. You better tell them. <laughs> mm -hmm. You better tell them. So, with all that, where do you see the, um, because I can, we can actually say there's been a shift in the understanding of sexual education. Where do you see the sexual education industry going in the melanin community years down the road? How do you see it being more prevalent? Well, I see it 
really going really i think it's going to go up because we're going we're changing dimensions right now we're because like people are understanding the healing the healing factor of sex you know what i'm saying you heal people when you're having sex you know what i mean like you are being able to when people start to understand who they really are and a lot of melanin people don't they don't understand how like we are like kings queens empress empress we have so much power within our bodies mentally physically emotionally and things like that so we're learning that the climaxes the power we can get the manifestations we can do with sex it's yeah it's going up it's getting greater so i feel like um we're going in a great direction i mean from what i've seen from the beginning when i first started doing this to now the conversations are more open and men are more open too to, to talk about it a lot of men before used to be closed off a lot of these men are telling you what they want and what they don't want so I appreciate that because a lot of men are stick with a woman, unfortunately, and maybe they'll try to be like, well, maybe she'll, you know, she'll she'll change and she never changes. So now he's fed up. So now he wants to leave or he wants to cheat. So a lot of them. So now they're opening up. They're talking about it. Let's work on this, baby. Let's do this. Let's try this. Now, hopefully the woman will be more open minded. Like, OK, let's do this. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I see. It's, I get It's getting better. It's going up all the way up. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And mm-hmm. um, with these, what do you normally do with your, uh, like when you're, what what is key advice do you share with your, your clients? I know you have client privileges, but like what is one key advice that you give all your clients? The same advice. What is that advice? I always tell people to don't judge, actively listen to your partner's needs and and actively try them. Like, don't discount them. If you really love someone, you want them to be happy. You want to make them happy. You want to please them. So to me, I guess I always tell them to actively listen to their partner's needs and pursue them. You can only you can only try. You know what I mean? So just don't discount your partner when they want something. Don't, 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 don't dismiss it. It's important because they're talking to you. They're telling you what they want and what they don't want. So that's it. That's what I'm talking about. And with, with everything you have shared, um, I truly appreciate you being candid and sharing these things. Is there anything else you would like to share about the industry and the, the, the misconceptions that are truly not misconceptions or any misconceptions you want to clear about the industry? Um, I think that a lot of people are very judgmental with the industry. The industry can help you. When I say that, because, you know, you incorporate toys and things like that. And they're like, uh-uh, I don't do it. Yeah, you should. You should. You never know what it can do for you. You know what I mean? So my whole thing is this, to love one another. Love each other greatly. It's all we all we have. And while we're on this planet, we want to enjoy each other. We want to make sure that we're, do, we're getting the best out of it. So my whole thing is just continue to communicate. That's what I always tell people, communicate, 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 sorry. Because when we don't talk to each other, how am I supposed to know to make you happy? How am I supposed to know that you don't like that? <laughs> you ain't told me you didn't like it. You let me to do it because you don't want to hurt my feelings. No, hurt my feelings so I can get better. Just be, be, um, be mindful of how you say it to me, though. Yeah, be kind in your words. When you are communicating with somebody and you don't like something, you know, you can say it kindly or say, you know, make sure that you're being, you're not being mean or, you know, it's just when you're talking about sex and things like that, you need to be more like sultry and more like, baby, if you do it like this, you know what I mean? This makes me feel good. You know, don't talk to them crazy because that, that turns people off and they don't want to do anything because you now you don't make them feel bad. You know what I mean? So that's all I got to say about that. But um you can find me though at Von Renee Pleasures underscore no Von Renee underscore Pleasures. I'm sorry on, on IG or New Normal podcast, so I can talk to you about it more. And you can get a class with me, can consult with you if you're a couple. You know, I can talk to you and your partner. Um, we have private virtual classes, um, but I'm here for you. That's what I'm talking about. But I would like to ask a few questions. Where do you see yourself? within the next five, 10 years, as you grow as the being that you are, as the queen that you are? That's really deep because I see myself so many places. Um, Well, I do 
I am working on having my own sex toy line. So I feel like it's going to be really, really big. Um, I'm working on my podcast to be more um, in studio. I want to go to the radio with it. Um, I think it'd be really dope. I'm looking for a male, maybe another female, like, you know, to come join me when I start doing um, that for the radio. I think that'd be dope. It's it's happening. I could feel it. Um, my clothing line to go up, like I'm going to do Von Renee Intimates intimate intimate clothes like i'm gonna have lingerie and things like that things are gonna go all the way up and just um, me probably working on music and poetry so i have a lot of things going like as far as being entrepreneur wise and um hopefully married and having my dream house and things like that and traveling the world that's what i see well so so shall it be done yeah it's done i received it so shall it be done. And w- and what would you tell the ten year old you, knowing what you know now? What would you tell the ten year old you? <laughs> the same thing. I was at ten. Ten. I was fun. I was having fun. I was a little kid. I was enjoying life. I was playing with my dolls. I had a troll <laughs> doll. I have troll dolls and stuff like that. I was living. I was watching Care Bears. I was having fun at ten. I didn't. I wasn't rushing nothing. I hated boys. They made me sick. They were stinky. And yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like me yeah. My that. They were ew, gross. But um nothing. Cause I was I had fun at 10. I was a I was a child. I really had a child life. I didn't I wasn't trying to be nothing I wasn't at 10. I was a spoiled brat. I was my dad's only daughter. So I got everything I wanted. I got to go everywhere I wanted to go and got everything I you know what I mean? So I don't know. I wouldn't tell her anything. Now if you say it was what I'm telling my fifteen year old self, it'd be totally different. So what would you tell your fifteen year old self? <laughs> <laughs> at fifteen, I was curious about a lot of stuff. Like I was going to clubs and stuff at fifteen. Um, even though I wasn't having sex, I was dealing with a lot of older men, you know, as far as like psychologically, because I felt like I didn't want to deal with guys my age. Because I was I was tall, so I always got like people thought I was older than what I was. So I always got put in those situations, hanging with my older cousins and 17, 18. That was 17, 18 when I was like 15. It was like lot of them about your age and things like that. I met a lot of people though when I was 15. But my I would tell myself just like to just stay focused and grounded. Cause I think, you know, at 15 then we had the freak nick here. I don't know if you're familiar with the freak nick. We had I partook in in a couple of them. Yeah, so it was like we had Freak Nick, we had Jack the Rapper here, we had a lot. It's before all the celebrities really got like you know before everybody knew about Atlanta. Man, we was like I was hanging with them. Like I used to date left our brother Ronald Lopez. Like I was I did a lot of stuff when I was like young, young. You know what I mean? I used to date Mystical Brother. Like it was just like I was meeting so many people. I was like, but it was just exciting to me. But I think I should have just you know I guess I would have more embraced it. I think I took it. I didn't take it. I took it for granted. You know what I'm saying? Because I met people, but they were nobody. I ain't gonna say no one nobody. I felt like I was a celebrity too. So that's a good attitude to have, though. Like when you're when you are who you are, don't feel like you're that other people are better than you. No, you're just like them. You know what I mean? They might have more. You know, they might have more established people that know who they are, but you are just as important. So just continue to remember that. Don't ever feel like you're less than anyone. You know what I mean? Know that you you are the celebrity too. We all celebrities, baby. You know what I mean? Just keep that keep that energy. Most Stay confident. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And what would you tell the your future self pushing your 50s, 60s? What would you tell oh, that person? Let me tell you something. I am I'm about to be 43 on Friday. Yay, my birthday's Friday. Yay. I'm a lion is. And I'm gonna tell you something. I don't feel like you live until you're 40. You don't know what living is until you after 40. So I feel great. At 50, my 50 self is going to be bomb, okay? She's going to be fly. She's going to have her house. She's going to have her, her garden. She's going to be driving. She's going to have her husband. She's going to have her dream life, you know, because I'm working towards that now. And I feel it, you know what I'm saying? She's going to be who people look up to. My book is going to be a best-selling book, you know what I mean? Because I'm telling you about experience. I experience a lot. with. Kind of, I'm also a grief counselor, so I, I experience a lot with death and things like that. So I'll let people know how to deal with it without being... I've been on drugs. When I say on drugs, I'm not Percocets. I've been on like real drugs. When I say that from the pharmacy, from the doctor, Kalinapin, let them know like it's supposed to be for depression and anxiety and how I got myself off of that because I could have been like suicidal and things like that. So I've had a journey prior to this 
And I feel like my 50-year-old self, like, girl, you did that, honey. <laughs> you went through all that. Look at you. So I've been married, been divorced. I've been like, I do a lot of different things. So I, my 50-year-old self is going to be bomb. Because like I said, you don't live until after 40, baby. And I feel it now. Like, I feel like I'm so free. And I'm so, like, I'm independent. And I know that I'm attracting that, like, with my mates. I know he's going to be similar to me. So we're going to be the bomb. We're going to be business partners. We're going to have so much stuff. It's going to be so great. So, yeah, 50 year self is definitely lit. <laughs> yeah, say that again, Queen. Say that again. Yeah, 50 year old self is definitely lit, honey. You know that. And what are some of the, um, because I know you got so much going on in your plate. So, and I would like to thank you so much for coming on the, the podcast and sharing so much knowledge. We got to have you back on to speak on further and a little much deeper. So what are the things or events you got going on or things you're working on that you would like the people to know about? Because I know you told them about your IG and things of that nature. But, yeah. you know, if you like to share with the people, feel free to. Okay. So actually, I'm working on it now, but I'm having an event in September. It will be uh, a pleasurable, pleasurable event. I'm talking about sex educating. And, um, you know, I'm going to have be on a microphone. I'm going to have couples there, singles there. I'm going to have food, wine, whatever you like. So that'll be in September and I'll put that out before, but I'm doing something for, you know, the, the grown and sexy older people who want to know, you know what I mean? And then I'm also thinking about doing a speed dating event. So me and um, Rochelle, we're talking about that. So that's still always be in September because I know it's a lot of stuff going on right now with the COVID-19 and the variants and all the things. So I definitely will have some virtual, virtual parties coming up too. So I'll be putting that out. So I don't have any dates set, but it's all happening in September. So I will let, I will give you the information you can pass on to your audience, to your um, your fan base or whatever. Let them know if they want to contact me or want to come. I will definitely give you the information once I have it established the dates and times. It sounds like a beautiful plan. Sounds like a beautiful plan. Like mm -hmm. we truly appreciate you, Queen um, Riri, for coming on to check in. You know, you're blessing us with your knowledge, your expertise, and how we can grow as a people and have a better understanding of sex education yes. in the melanin community because sex is important. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But we have to let the people know that it's not only physical, it's also spiritual, emotional, mm -hmm. psychological, mm -hmm. and, and as well as many other things. So I hope mm -hmm. you queens and kings, you gods and goddesses, Heard the queen as she 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 shared this wonderful knowledge with us. This mm -hmm. is a wonderful episode. This is episode twenty one of yeah, oh, twenty one living legends. Okay, and we celebrate you, queen, because to what to us you are you a living legend. To me, I appreciate anybody, that. Anybody who's a melanin being is a living legend. In my yes, mind. say that because you know I mean? to live the, the 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 melanin experience is not an easy task. It is not. It's not mm -hmm. an easy task. So to live that task, I I look at people such as yourself in high regards so with all that being said you know this is your boy god with many visions thank you to the queen riri herself we appreciate you so much for coming in on a check-in this is your boy god with many visions another wonderful episode 20 21 to be exact of convos with living legends tune in to the next episode we are here peace to the goddesses peace to the gods infinite greatness to you all guys yes